You're listening to Nick's Not Creative, a podcast where I go around interviewing people far more creative than myself, talk to them a little bit about what makes them tick, dive into their creative process just a little bit, or, you know, just talk to them about their day. Sam Polini. Hi. Uh, you're listening to uh, Nick's Not Creative. I'm your host, Nick Einspin, and there is a Mack Tools truck driving down the road right now. That's the same one that... Was it the one that we were looking at before? That is the same one. And I said, how do you feel about that logo? Huh. It's a little too bubbly, I feel. A little feel, too bubbly. For a tool. It, yeah, it's got that bubble letter. It looks like something that you'd see in like a, a sixth grader's binder. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if a sixth grader owned a tool company. Mm. Well, I mean, where are we? Like, what are we? What are we doing here, Sam? We're at the Far Out Diner, Dover, New Hampshire. Um, I'm on day two of a mural outside on their their building. Okay, and uh, how long have you been painting murals? What's oh, uh. hmm, yeah. Oh, I believe my first mural was in 2013. <laughs> okay, and uh, where was that? Um, that would be at. Um, at Peace Body Arts in Rochester, New Hampshire. Ooh. My friend Spooky's piercing and tattoo studio. That's right, that is one of yours. Okay. Far gone now. Yeah, I, I do remember seeing pictures of it on his like Facebook page yeah. while he shop. Very interesting. Okay, now uh, you just got, well, didn't just get back, but just embarked on a journey across uh, this great, great nation. <laughs> that, uh, was, that was air quotes. <laughs> the air quotes around this great nation. Um, you basically went cross country painting murals. How was uh? How what? First off, why? What what sparked that? Um, well, I wanted to get out of New Hampshire, um, and the first idea was to just go on a road trip and explore. And uh, I I have a hard time with like taking vacation and not doing things. Like I need a purpose, and so I didn't know where to go either. So I decided, you know, set up like a tour, and then I have places to go and things to do. It's mm -hmm. less stress of the unknown yeah so i had jobs but i didn't get paid for them so yeah i mean <laughs> it is cool to think about that you have a piece of art in how many states did you end up hitting oh uh, i i I've, I've never counted how many states i've been through i did s about 16 paintings whether they were on permanent walls or like on canvas or wood okay very cool and what was uh your favorite city along that tour Whoa, my yeah. favorite, Your favorite city. city. Um, they were all so different in their own special ways, and I loved them all. I can't pick a favorite. Okay. Um, I've, I was a big fan of Tucson, Arizona, and New Orleans, Louisiana. Both very unique places that yeah. I've never been before. Um, Atlanta. I hear Atlanta's very nice. Great, great art. Yeah. Um, public art there. Um, I, I, Buffalo, I like, I loved, I, I just, every, every place is great. That's sweet. And what was your, I don't want to say least favorite, 
but yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, what was your least favorite place that you visited? Not even necessarily that you put a piece up, but a piece that you drove, a place that you drove through, or um, Texas is a drag. Um, I didn't really stop the places that I did stop in Texas. It, I just wanted to get out of there as quickly as possible. Uh, <laughs> Not n nothing exciting to say about Texas, but I also didn't go to like any cities or anything. Um, I felt like there was a lot of hype in Portland, Oregon, that I didn't, I didn't like. I didn't live. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot about like, oh, you should check out Portland. You'll love it. You'll love it. And then, like, I was gonna go, and I was looking at everything. I'm like, you know, I'm not. This doesn't seem like I'd, you know, doesn't seem like I'd want to be there. I per se. yeah, I didn't really want to be there. But uh, the Pacific Northwest was incredible, but Portland specifically, I didn't... Didn't enjoy too much, yeah. It was just too much, like too much of everything. Like everything was so cool that I, I didn't care. It, it was too cool, you know? Mm. I'm not mm. cool enough, maybe. I, I don't think we're cool people. I, don't I mean, I'm not creative. You're the one that does murals. You know, I'm just talking to you about them. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad for you. Thank you. I appreciate your pity party. You know, it, uh, it really helps me. It helps me with uh, my inner chi. That's your next podcast. Next pity party. Next pity party. Please tell me everything that's wrong with me. I appreciate it. Um, no, but uh, how long does it usually take you to do... So this is what? a What size is this mural? Um, I think this is 10 by 17 feet, um, if I remember. Um, generally, like on tour, I would stay in one spot between three and five days um, and pretty much paint the mural all day and then like do whatever at night or the opposite. Um, so I think this should be about, this is like, I'm planning on taking about four days to do this. Okay. Now, do your murals typically have a theme or are they kind of interrelated with each other or are they each piece has its own, it's its own entity? Yeah, they're definitely their own entity, and it depends on what, you know, the client wants. I can't just always do everything I want all the time, which is, it's awesome when I can. Be um, the dream, you know. Yeah, and those murals always come out pretty fucked up. Yeah. There's definitely going to be severed limbs, probably nudity. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen a lot of uh, severed limbs in your art, which is awesome. I personally love it. But I'm I'm a big fan of I'm, I'm a big fan of severed limbs, boy. Uh, no, I mean, uh, like you know me, I've I've watched horror movies like it's my job. You do? Yeah. Isn't it your job? It, it's pretty much my job. For my other podcasts, it's all I watch. It's just horror movies. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, so if what's your dream mural? Like, if you could paint one thing on a wall, what would you do? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't think about things like that. Huh. I just kind of do them. Like, it's like a cathartic thing. I just, uh, like, improv. Nice. So, the, in terms of, like, subject matter, I don't know what I would, yeah. what specifically I would want to paint. I would like to do some, like, interactive installation type thing, like Meow Wolf. Okay. type shit like where it's, it's you know like an entire building where there's several rooms and different things happening yeah. and interacting that'd be pretty rad that'd be so cool i feel like you would kill it with that oh so much money we gotta find you uh money well that <laughs> um but or even just a space that like 
we could maybe talk to someone and be like, hey, like you're knocking this place down. Let us do, let us do something cool. Dude, right? yeah. Like that'd be pretty rad. That uh. would be rad. That was like when I was in Buffalo. Uh, it was called Silo City. It was all these abandoned grain silos. Like it was like it was like a city of old warehouses where yeah. they used to store grain, and you know they don't use them anymore. So that was essentially what they were used for is they would rent them out for these crazy interactive parties like art parties and um i got to paint a mural on the outside of one of those so that's like the idea oh that's red yeah. that's wicked cool it was that Very was nice. one of my favorite Very ones nice. now if you could go out on another tour which <laughs> i'm sure you're planning at some point what would you do different from your first tour oh i would get paid i would want to get paid um, d doing the murals for free for this first for the first tour was like it was important to me because I wanted it was like community outreach like I wanted to go to towns and interact with small community small arts communities and see what they were like across the country I mean for one one reason was to see where maybe I would want to move yeah um, and the other was to just you know gain knowledge you know educate and educate myself um, um, but I, I didn't have the money. Like it was a struggle towards the end, and I would definitely want to set up um, some paid gigs in between. Throughout doing the yeah makes sense. I mean, as awesome as it is to see an artist being able to do their own thing, it, it coming from being around and living with artists for better part of six years now, it's like you can only do so much free stuff. You know, yeah. and not have any other source of income or right. doing something of that could kind of sustain you going out and being creative because being creative is expensive. Yes, it's like very <laughs> expensive. I mean, look, most of my stuff I've gotten secondhand, and it's still like more than I care to admit. But you know, I think it's come like going to your like your creative process. I mean, depending on what you're trying to do, you know, it really boils down to what you're trying to do how you're trying to do it and like the the time that you give yourself to do so yeah because this scaffolding is this all yours or? that so that's borrowed from my friend sean okay. so sean's a board member of wrong brain um and he's lent that to to me for hmm. for the week very well, kind thank you sean nice. well speaking of wrong brain because you have a ridiculously incredible story um, it's, I mean, I'm trying to use, it's like, that great. radio voices and, like, you know, uh, I'm not NPR. This is not, uh, You're whatever. just really hyping me up right <laughs> I'm now. I'm just hyping you up. I'm not that great. Uh, well, wrong brain. Mm -hmm. What was the, the idea behind it? And tell, tell me a little more about it for the, the people that I'm friends with back home who have no idea what wrong brain is. Hey, Nick's friends back home. Uh, so wrong brain is a... Uh, an arts organization. It started when I was in high school as a, an after-school art club um, and kind of morphed into a zine and then morphed into an events coordinating thing and now it's kind of like everything. So yeah. um, we put on gallery shows, music shows, poetry readings, we host um, like uh, workshops, educational stuff, um, community shit <laughs> um, and the idea was that I you know was always missing something that I wanted and so in instead of just saying that sucks that we don't have that thing I made that thing and then it turned out that other people also wanted that thing yeah. so whether it was like an after-school art club um, where we you know like teach and share uh, creative things that we don't get from school classes or the zine or you know uh, 
gallery shows that don't have sailboats. Yeah. In, um, things the same like that. pictures of a rock that you see hundreds of times. <laughs> I've seen that rock before. I've seen that rock. You painted that last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same painting. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty the much it. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> but not so much anymore. Like we've come so far as an art, a creative community here that, you know, I feel Wrong Brain kind of has done its job, and you know, I'm stepping away, and other people want to keep it going, but. I feel like you know we've done it. There's there's so many other opportunities now and like little mini communities. Yeah. And oh yeah. I mean, if you look at like the Dover First Friday when mm -hmm. I first started doing it, it was more of a I don't want to say mom and pop type of gallery setup because mm -hmm. it was just a bunch of like elderly people that were posting and selling pictures of their sailboats. And now it's the I think the last time I did it was March. Mm -hmm give or take with my photography stuff and it was more a lot of like people our age with like zines were out and there yeah. was like actual more creative than just your your typical like oil and canvas not that there's anything wrong with that but it's more 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 of a step into the modern age yeah and I definitely do attribute that to seeing places like wrong brain when you guys were very like kicking at or when you first started off and then now it's like the Sioux space kind of like more of a welcoming community of young artists and more of a creativity flowing through. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. It is. It's great. Yeah. It's, not, yeah. Well, where do you see the Seacoast art scene going in like the next two, I'm not even going to say five years because five years it's going to be a totally different beast. I mean. Just waiting for this lovely truck to uh, to go by. It you is know. such, that's like the best truck I've ever seen. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, Come back. I want to get more of you. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I I am I'm a little worried about the seacoast. I'm not so much about the art scene because that it's a thing. It's ha it's happening. It's yeah. I feel like the the community is only going to grow. But I'm worried about the artists themselves and where they're going to live and if we're going to be able to afford studio space here because it feels a lot like what's happened in Portsmouth with gentrification is happening in Dover now. Yeah. Um, I mean, wrong brain, we're leaving our space at the mill. Um, and I mean, certain towns are a little more accommodating, I think, than others. Like Summersworth has mm -hmm. reached out to us um, and I feel like that's a new artist hub. Um, maybe Rochester, Newmarket, but I'm worried that Dover specifically might be getting too expensive. Yeah, I mean, look at, uh, what was that place, uh, 60 Grove Street, where Red Alert used to be? Yeah, I right. mean, that used to be a huge venue spot, and yeah. there was, uh, bands that practiced up there. Like, I actually had a studio up there for a little bit for mm -hmm. podcasting when Wax and Reels started off, uh, or before Wax and Reels started off, I, like, had all my audio shit there. And, uh, I think I paid hundred dollars a month for yeah. like this shoebox studio but it was great you know it was exactly what I needed and then with like I think they gave us a week's notice that we needed to be out yep you know and it yeah. was just for me it was fine because I lived right down the street and I just I have a crate of audio things but uh you know like you were saying I think it's it's boiling down to artists are being pushed out because they're trying to build more of a more real estate for people that don't work in Dover, don't actually live in Dover, mm -hmm. you know, they're just using it as a place to step in between Portsmouth, right. you know, and Dover is very quickly becoming like the next like, I don't want to say tourist trap, but stop. Well, it's a great town. It and is a great town. Part of what makes yeah. it great is the artists that made it great. Exactly. Like, we, we did this and now, you know, we can't afford it anymore. 
Well, on a lighter note, <laughs> I feel like you and I can go back and forth on this mm-hmm. all day. Because um, you're leaving. Yeah, I mean shit all over this state. Uh, I mean, New Hampshire has done me done me well. I've met a lot of good people here, but you know, like you were saying, it's it's one of those things that artists are kind of being pushed out per se from like where they would thrive. I mean, I can get a, a studio in Philly for a hundred bucks and it's the, a little bit bigger than you cannot. I swear to you. I've already looked at a couple of them. Now, can I find housing? Probably not, hmm. but I can find a studio. Which could is... you live in your studio? Quietly. Quietly. I probably could, but the cat. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's one of those things that like for my medium it's I have all my stuff in a crate. Yeah. But for someone like you and like someone that's actually like a, a more visual and physical but like mediast or I don't want to say mediast artist. Mediast. Um, you know, you need that space to actually be able to paint to keep right. all of your, your equipment and it's just it, I feel like as the as we keep progressing as a community we're not gonna be able to keep art as much as we would like to, which sucks. Because mm-hmm. I think that's something that we're very much lacking is like, you know, the whole the whole shebang. Agreed. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's that's what I got. I mean, uh, what besides this this piece at Far Out Diner? What do you have coming up? Do you have anything lined up or? No, you know, no, I don't. Oh, we have Zine Fest. That's a that's thing. right. Yeah, yeah, I did so... want to talk to you about that. Yeah, that's my my last my last event with Wrong Brain. Um, I I will still be like a board member, um, but that's the last one that I have. It's my last thing that I've organized and I'm taking the lead on. Um, it is August nineteenth at Sue's Space in Rollinsford. Um, there's vendors selling zines, comics. There's like independent publishers. Um, we're gonna have some speakers and some demos. It'll be zine-rific. Zine-tastic. Zine-tastic. Uh, for the older people that are listening that don't know what a zine is, I mean, I know what a zine is, you know what a zine is, but, uh... Do you know what a zine do is? Do you know what a zine is? Uh, no, can you give me, uh, just a quick, like, what the hell a zine is? Sure, a zine is, uh, short for magazine. It is a self-published booklet that is usually made, uh, for dirt cheap and sold for, um, also dirt, dirt cheap, cheap. <laughs> sometimes given away for free. It's always made by hand. Um, and the idea is that it's a labor of love and it's never made for profit. It's made simply to um, you know, put an idea out there that you feel passionately about. Mm-hmm. And what was the last scene that you worked on? The last scene that I worked on was um, a collaboration with um, Miles Burr and it was uh, his poetry and then I did illustrations to them. So. Um, you can find that at ZineFest. Cool. I look forward to seeing it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for your time, Sam. It was, uh, it was a pleasure seeing you as always. And uh, I'll see you when I come back from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take no. me with you. I wish. Take me with you. No, you'll definitely have to uh, come out. Actually, I was meaning to talk to you about this. There's a mural commission run by the city I of Philly. I knew that, yes. And so you should totally come down there. I should. I mean, it. that's, that's, like a, that's a great thing, but yeah. it's also so official so many like you got to fill out applications and go through a whole process you got to give them drawings and you you know how i work i just like see they're like hey do a mural and i'm like all right 
and then I just start it on the wall. Yeah. I'm not very good at the whole... The pre-planning. The pre-planning. I'm not very good at it. And then if I do that, go through that whole process, by the time, say I do get accepted, yeah. and they say, yes, we want this, and then I'm like, oh, I... I did that two months ago. I'm fucking sick of that. I'm yeah, way I'm past do, that drawer. Right? I've already like, done that. Yeah, like, I'm it's like, already got a mural in wherever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm over it. So that that is a challenge. I mean, that's like a personal artistic thing that I need to get over if I want to like take that next step in my career. Or I could just say, eh, I'll just be a cook forever and keep painting murals on my friends' walls. It's the story of my life. High five me for that. Well, thanks, Sam, and uh, thank you for being on uh, on Nick's Not Creative. I appreciate it. Nick's lying. He is creative. Yeah, I have I have moments. It's like farts. They come and they go. Hmm. It's a great way of. Yeah. You should have just turned off the mic after that one. I should have. <laughs> probably just gonna.